1: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 15, Episode 7, titled The Daytona Win 2. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by two spectacular co-hosts. First, from the podcast, bravo, bravo, effing bravo, please say... I am avoiding looking at her because I am not really in the mood to talk to you. (laughs) To Nathan Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan Patrick Brown.
2: Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. What did you say the first time we did this? I said any hole is a hole, but I really wanted to say what Jay's going to say, but I thought I'd better oh, not. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I might snag Yeah, We him. had a
1: little bit of a snafu here, and then I said, and then I said, uh, I'm not really connecting with that. And then Jay said,
3: "I didn't get my intro line." But
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm and a, first a professional, from the, and, then, uh, and from the from the afterthought media juggernaut, the T. Please say, cue the sniper, to Jay Ellis. Hello, Jay. Maxine! (laughs) See, what's funny is, I didn't even really remember that line from the
2: first time. The first time Jay did it, or the first time it was on the show? (laughs)
1: Both times. I didn't even remember he did it last. Honestly, I didn't. I'm like, what did he say the first time? But what, that's the only thing you remember?
3: Well, yeah, I only remember Lady Camden yelling Maxine, like, busting through the door. And I do remember them adding farts to all, like, them being so cagey during the, like, Rue was directing and being like, let it breathe. Just, like, live in the moment. And we're like, what is going on here? And then the edit being the reveal was, I remember that.
1: I remember that part. I was thinking... This, I, I can already see, this is one of those shows that I won't know what the fuck they're talking about in two years when they go, remember on C- the one that Daytona to win to? I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no memory of that episode. <clears throat> so it's mm-hmm. weird to record an episode that I know I'm, I'm going to almost immediately forget.
2: As soon as we're done today, I'm going to actively try and repress it. So... Wait, Jay, you wanted to say something.
3: What was I, it? I said, oddly, this has been one of my uh, better episodes this season. I liked it. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I have a full
1: page of notes. Okay, we're going to come back to this. But by the way, Taylor the Latte Boy very kindly recorded a Patreon ad for us. And so we're going to play that now, promoting our Patreon.
4: Hey there, RuPaul's Drag Race fans. This is Taylor the Latte Boy, your favorite host of the RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. If you're a diehard fan like me, then you'll definitely want to join our Patreon community. As a member, you'll get early access to our episodes, so you can be the first to hear all the latest Drag Race news and gossip. Our Patreon episodes are also longer, so you'll get even more in-depth analysis and discussion. But wait, there's more. As a Patreon subscriber, you'll also gain access to our Discord community, where you can chat with other fans about Drag Race and many other topics, share your thoughts and opinions, and gain access to the Porn Decor Lounge. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to join us for live shows and bonus content that you won't find anywhere else. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for our Patreon membership today at patreon.com afterthoughtmedia and take your RuPaul's Drag Race obsession to the next level. See you in the Discord.
1: Let me tell you this. This AI voice cloning thing that I found is so amazing. I got Taylor to do that not once did he complain that his <laughs> life was ruined, that he and Babalu almost got divorced because he recorded a 30-second ad, yeah. that this is the hardest thing that's ever happened to him his entire life. It just, I typed it in, and there you go. Jay, this, this, this technology frightens you, right? Oh,
3: I'm, I'm horrified, and I can't believe that you've tricked some of the afterthought hosts into giving their voices to you like you're Ursula. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I will never in my life approve of this because no, I'm afraid I of it. People, I'm afraid.
1: The, the Discord people were like, "Just have Jay do it." I'm all like, "Jay, I'm telling you right now, I know this queen like nobody else. I'll ask him, and I did. You right? did, yeah. But you I'm did. telling you right now, it's a hard no. I know this queen is Nathan. Can we use your voice? Go for it. It's not gonna have an accent. It'd be Nathan's American voice. What oh. he would sound like as an American.
3: It can't handle accents. Is that like where it draws the line?
1: Right now, they only do American accents. Right now, Mm. it's all they do is American accents. Anyway, I heard a rumor that Christian recorded one for YouTube for us for later. But uh, we'll do that at the break. Okay. Special thanks to Deckhead, who's helping us out live. But you guys won't be able to hear him. This week, the Queens reboot the smash hit Daytona wins. On the main stage, the category is Puffa Please. Mistress Isabel Brooks is named the winner of the challenge while Maiari and Jax are placed in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Jax was told, "Shante, you stay, while Oramayari was asked to sashay away. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Let's start with our very special guest co-host, Mr. J. Elizabeth Ellis. Go ahead, Jay. So one of the things I loved
3: about this episode is Spice's entire back and forth with rue and michelle and then <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very funny that you used the cue the sniper line for me because i thought that she may not have cut but she do have nerve to go do that trot away down that runway my favorite thing spice has done this whole competition is doing that uh, away from the runway and i loved the prompt for the runway i love jackets puffer specifically i love them and i thought it was a really creative uh brief for the girls
1: you know that's such a weird thing because someone said something while they were doing this or whatever that like you know like a big girl i think it was malaysia it was like a big girl can't really wear a puffer because i'm imagining that was if i wore a puffer only skinny people can i don't like i wore a puffer well first i think i'm already wearing a puffer it's just called my skin and body but i feel i would just be like
2: <laughs> like that's a very it, go to YouTube to see what I just did there. That. But that's why I feel like I feel like I would just be like so big. Well, what was so funny with that was Mistress said, "Yeah, like a puffer coat on a big girl would be a disaster." And then like two people later, Selena walks out with a puffer coat on just like that, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a disaster. So. Yeah,
1: it was a disaster. Do you uh, want to know my one thing I didn't like? Oh, you're still here. Yeah, sure, go ahead. I'm gonna be quiet, like Deck over here. Yeah
3: um i did not like and this is across the board of all drag race seasons i feel like they do not know how to allocate lines to make it an even playing field for acting challenges there's always two to three contestants who get a bulk majority of what the script is going to be and then a Mm -hmm. few people who are bit players and they're basically featured background so that's just a common complaint i have for almost all acting challenges
1: all right very good
2: uh nathan what about you I'm gonna start with the thing I didn't like, and that was the challenge. I hated it. I thought it was deplorable. I hated it when they did it last time. I hated it even more this time. I didn't laugh once. It was dreadful. So one of the things I liked was that it was only a 60 minute episode, not a 90 minute episode. So we saw less of it than we could have. And the other thing I liked was that mistress convinced aura to swap because can you imagine if aura was the lead, how bad it would have been. So again, that was a saving grace. Yeah. That's it.
1: Anyway, uh, for me, the two things I liked that I didn't like, I was just going to ask. I have never wanted to have sex with a human being the way I wanted to have sex with Jax in that lip sync. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Jax was so, Jax was so fucking sexy in that lip sync. Oh, my goodness.
3: I didn't put that exact note, but I did say this made me want to see Jax when she comes to a bar near me. I want to see her perform.
1: She doesn't leave Connecticut. So I don't know why that uh-huh. how that could ever happen. All right. Um, okay. In terms of the Daytona win. I just wrote, look, <laughs> they tried. <laughs>
2: right? I thought you just wrote, look.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, we're always bitching that they're doing something different. And here they do something different, We're like, this is horrible.
2: No, it's not different. It's a recycle of a previous challenge. Like, of all the challenges to recycle, the Daytona win. Well, no, but what I was talking
1: about was, and this is my so the, the thing I didn't like was the Daytona win too. And Jay could weigh in. I think it was very bizarre to do a send-up of uh Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job. Because that's such an I wouldn't sound an obscure show, but it's relatively obscure and on this i didn't know what they were doing at first because i wasn't prepped for it they warned us on a second viewing i was like oh i see what they're going for but it seemed like a, a college student doing <laughs> what he thinks a version of tim and eric awesome show great job is jay do you want to weigh in here on this
3: i am actually i'm kind of taking daytona win now as a franchise that does not prep the girls for what's actually going to be in the edit like that is de Wynn, win like lore to me now. I love. There was a show called like The Heart She Holler and Three Busy Debras, which is this kind of anti comedy comedy where it's just long cuts, weird things happening. And I actually I, I i respond to that kind of humor a little bit more than like a one two like setup punchline. So I thought that it was really fun to not tell the girls that they're going to be lingering or using Malaysia baby doll fox turning around saying what three times the exact same clip. That's very funny to me. I don't know. It's it not funny like laugh out loud, but I was like appreciating it more than a s- standard like breast world. <laughs> and Nathan's going to come to L.A. and come split my throat now.
1: <laughs> it's really weird because it was it was such a weird hodgepodge of trying to be different things. I mean, I, get, I think we're we're spilling this. So we'll come back to this. And I know we will because we have someone here. We'll make sure I come back to this. Okay. But anyway, uh, all right, well, let's move on. Let's actually move on to the episode here. After Robin's elimination, Mistress argues her entire group should have been in the top and the girls rehash last week's girl group drama. Let's start with you, Nathan Patrick Brown, NPB from Atlanta, Georgia. What did you think of uh, this whole cold open?
2: I felt really bad for Malaysia because she just needed to go to bed. She needed to have a rest, reset her (laughs) wig. You know, it's a good... That's a good point. She was over it. And I, I sort of get why she's over it because Mistress's argument was, don't speak about me when I'm not in the room. But it's like, bitch, it's it's called Untucked. Like, that's, that's the job. Like, too bad you're on stage getting critiques. We're still going to talk about it.
1: Yeah, that was sort of weird. What about you, Jay? What do you think?
3: Yeah, I wrote in my notes that there was a lot of, I'm sorry, if but like it's always that uh, it's always a those apologies that are on reality tv shows where they they're not actually they're being really stubborn about their apologies like i'm sorry if i hurt your feelings but it's how i felt and you're like well that's not really an apology so it's it was a lot of those um and i think that it was unfair of i i love mistress i think she's giving us a great season one of my front runners she's giving us old school drag race again like Having a fight in the cold open, I love it, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't fair for her to say if you if you don't want to or say it to my face, and if you don't want to talk, tell me. Like she's kind of directing how she wants the argument to go. And at that point, I do I agree with Nathan. I think Malaysia was just like I am ready to be out of drag and back in the hotel room. Like I, I've had it with this day.
1: I I didn't even think about what Nathan said. That was true. She was probably just fucking exhausted and her feet hurt, and she was like, I just want to go to bed, and I'm just so done with this. Because I forget, you forget that that's actually the same day as the last episode. Yeah. The well, cold open is the end of the last episode. Yeah, Jay.
3: And, and they go, I mean, they have to stop pretending like the viewer shit doesn't know this, but they walk into the workroom and Marsha's like, we're all really concerned because last week we had this big fight. <laughs> all- girl, it was like
2: 10 hours ago. Like, let's just yeah. call a spade well, a spade. In like, real time, Marsha was staying silent. She was like, I've learned my lesson. I'm staying put. Yeah. Well, yeah. she
1: ha- I... Yeah, I am just gonna be very, very quiet. Now, she was like that white girl. Remember when that she called the cops because the black guy was bird watching? Oh yes. Mm. And then she she became her all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I forgot about what Nathan was saying, but I did make the point is Malaysia's behavior is because I actually, for the most part, agree with Malaysia that these girls, yeah, they were joking, but then they shouldn't be mad when someone takes a joke the wrong way, right? Because they were leaning into that joke. Yeah. But by this point, the way Malaysia is behaving, I'm starting to side with the other people, even though I know they're wrong, or I feel that they're wrong. Like She's being a little extra. But now that you gave me this whole she's tired thing, because I'm going to tell you right now, and I've told people who visit me in LA this, there's no one more fucking miserable than a tired, sleepy, or hungry Joe Batant. (laughs) Right? And I turned into a fucking raging bitch. (laughs) And so now that you added that, uh, Nathan, I... Now that you added that, Nathan, I, um, uh, sorry, I have to catch my thoughts here.
2: Uh, are we all just gagged that Dex is starting to do some knitting? Like he's getting his Tom Daly yes. on while we're doing the recap. I was looking
1: and I go, did I just see two, like, knitting needles? like in a- <laughs> Again, a Wendy like, Williams. What was that? <laughs> okay,
3: James. James. <laughs>
1: Wait, now what was I saying right now? Deck? continue, don't stop. But what was I saying?
3: You have to gather your thoughts, but you were saying that because Nathan said that she was tired, it...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I can totally relate to Malaysia. I'm going back to my original opinion. This bitch was fucking tired. Leave her alone. I do want to say, and this is going in all kinds of everything, everywhere, all at once. This episode, remember, what we're seeing right now happened last episode. But I do think it's ironic, coupled with Untucked, that Lucy is the one who says, like, oh, was anybody surprised that they were, like, safe and not on the top? Because on Untucked this week, Ugh. Lucy, Jan, Alexis, Michelle.
2: <laughs> was, did you watch Untuck, Nathan? It was so annoying, Joe.
1: It was so annoying. If you guys Untucked, didn't watch Untuck, it's not worth going back to watch. But I'm just going to tell you right now, Lucy would not shut the fuck up. About how annoyed she was that she was safe and that she she thought she should have won and wouldn't stop talking about it and even asking every girl that came in like to bringing it up and you're just like calm down did did your parents not tell you they loved you when you were little (laughs) what is going on it was really really bad but so I thought it was on a second viewing particularly rich that she was the one who was like hi everyone Uh, and so was anybody uh, disappointed I'm like oh this bitch was disappointed. (laughs) That she wasn't. All right, let's move on. The next day, there's palpable tension among the queens before Rue enters the workroom to announce the Maxi Challenge. This week, the queen star in the reboot of the Daytona win. As last week's Maxi Challenge winner, Aura has the power to assign the roles. In the workroom, all the girls want the lead role of Fancy, but Aura claims it for herself. Later, Aura struggles to nail Fancy, so Mistress finagles her way to landing the role she always wanted the entire time. Jay, let's start with you your thoughts on everything that happened from the announcement to the workroom uh
3: yeah so i think that the the role allocation is always something that they show on the show and i think that it's interesting to have somebody always dole out instead of them having to audition or you know whatever they have to do to get the parts uh watching aura not get the references like as simple as rigor morris and party or uh, not party that was jack's but it's just shocking because this show stands on its own shoulders when it comes to... Like, it is every season, a quote is beaten to death on the show itself. So, it's just like, we yes. we as a casual viewer know some of these things. My boyfriend, who has only seen a few seasons, knows Rigor Morris. Like, it's just a... Yeah. I think it's part of the show, part of the package at this point. So, it was shocking to have somebody want to be the lead of the challenge... And I'm glad
2: it was put in somebody else's hands, ultimately.
1: Yeah. Nathan, what about you?
2: What was Aura thinking, thinking that she could do fantasy slash fancy? Like, I'm sorry. Talk about yeah. deluded. <laughs> oh, she fantasy. All their fantasy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: And thank, yeah, thank God for Mistress. I love that Mistress played that, being like, you could really do Widow well. And it's like, well, no, Aura couldn't have done anything well. I just don't think she has that skill. And so, so I'm glad Mistress stepped mm-hmm. up. But please.
1: Yeah. I think Nathan literally just said almost every note that I said because I was I have here, ultimately any role Aura would have chosen, she would have sucked. So it's actually kind of good that she stepped away from fantasy. And uh, <laughs> but here's the one thing I'll say because they were like, oh, bravo, Mistress Isabel Brooks for. St-. I don't think I really don't think Mistress initially said it with that. I think she was probably thinking about the team. But when Aura offered it to her, she was like, oh.
2: Well, no, Mistress did say like, you would do really well with a widow role, which was her role. (laughs) So it's like, okay, she wasn't offering up like, you'd be really good as the reverend because then it's not going to her. So I think Mistress is a genius.
1: Okay.
3: I I don't know if it was as
2: calculated because I think she even said, let's just read through it
3: and let's see how you respond to it. And we didn't get to see that aftermath, but I'm assuming that Aura was probably like, it's less lines. I might have like the Darien or the uh, like, uh, who else had one line and like knocked Asia in that one acting challenge? Like sometimes the bit parts are the ones to have. And maybe Aura was like, maybe if I could just like be funny, they'll reward me for it. Well, she
2: failed on the being funny bit. So agree. I agree.
1: Okay, I feel we really need to talk about this. How are you, especially her age, a queen who doesn't get. These were not, there may be a couple of obscure references, but these are some of the most iconic references, overused. In fact, you might even say that the references were a hack by this point. Like I was telling a friend today that. If I never hear, I can't wait to see how this turns out again, <laughs> it'll be too soon. <laughs> like, they've they've beaten that fucking quote to death. I'm done with that quote officially. I'm even <laughs> done with officially. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So. Read a book. All I have to say is, Aura, do you even watch the show? Okay. Nathan, <laughs> what do you think about her not knowing
2: this? I think she didn't know rigor mortis and also rigor mortis. I don't think she knew either definition, which was really the struggle because- yeah, I don't think she got either either level of meaning. But, well, for someone for English as a second second language,
1: okay, I get that part. You're forgiven. But the Rigamortis, you don't need to know what Rigamortis is to know what Rigamortis is. Jay way in here, shoot in here.
3: I agree. I I I've already said it. The show references itself so much that I don't know how you don't understand the references itself. It's bizarre.
1: Yeah, it was very very strange. That said though, I was talking to a friend and I was saying are there really many quotes after season 10? Like, there are a couple. Not including all stars. The one I could think of is, am I the drama? Yeah. Then there's, I guess, uh, something little girl. What did Tanisha, Tanisha say? Little
2: girl. She also said, I said what I said. Which comes up again this episode. Which is
3: also NeNe Leakes. And- <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, are there other quotes that you can think of? Nathan J from since season like 11 on? I have one,
2: Maxine.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one I'm thinking of is Silky
3: and Untucked, where she goes. And if oh, I had to do so, yes. I was ready. Like that's yeah. really the only and other she one I can think
1: of. Threw the thing down. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a good one. All right. If you guys have any other ones, go over to uh, I don't know where were they? Where would people? Sign up for the entire Patreon, sign on to Discord, (laughs) and then put it in the notes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Let us know your favorite RuPaul's Drag Race quote.
1: Yeah, put them in the comments on the YouTube video. There you go. On the comments on the YouTube video, put your favorite Drag Race quotes season 11 on. Season 11 on. All right, for the Maxi Challenge recording, Rue is on set to direct the Daytona Wins reboot. Mistress in Malaysia score big laughs from Rue, while Aura stumbles on any hole is a goal. Nathan, any thoughts on this recording, on the Maxi Challenge Yeah, anything? I have a
2: few thoughts. I thought it was hilarious how Malaysia was like, oh, we're doing such a good job. If Rue only knew the tensions between Mistress and I, he would be so impressed with our acting ability. It's like, bitch, Rue knows.
1: Yeah, what makes you think RuPaul doesn't know? <laughs> RuPaul got a report that day.
2: I know. She really thought she got one over him. yeah (laughs)
3: that's so true like as if Rue wasn't like and and honestly producers are probably like Aura you need to switch with um is with mistress so that they have to work together the whole time (laughs) yeah we want them to be together um I don't want to discount Rue's abilities but her giving acting notes and stuff is is tough for me to watch because I have never better than Michelle though yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, there. when Rue's giving you a line reading, though, I do say take that advice and give it to her exactly as Rue is going to do it because she's ultimately the judge who's going to help you on this show. So she gave a couple people line reads and then just do it like that. Like, I don't know what to say. The one that comes to mind is Spice, like with the A-N-T.
1: They could get people. Remember when they got the play director? She was really good. Remember they got the woman who did mm. plays or something? Yeah. She was really good. Yeah. yeah. The, the TV icon RuPaul directing it, which, you know, RuPaul's only directing it because Danny Trejo's going to be on set. And so almost as a, I wouldn't say a thank you to Danny Trejo. They're not going to insult Danny Trejo by having, you know, Carson Kressley direct this <laughs> Daytona Win thing. I wish
3: Harvey Guillen was used there.
2: Yes, that would have made sense. They
1: should have used Harvey Guillen. You're right.
3: I mean, he's like four seasons into what what we do in the shadows. Like the guy knows something about
2: acting. You know? Nathan. Well, I think Rue when he's like delivering the line saying "Aura, say it like this," he did it much better. Like he was, he's quite good at delivering a line. To his sensibilities. So, I don't know. I thought, yeah, like what you said, Jay. Listen to what he's saying. He's the judge. Um, I don't know why Jax went method for the stoner character. Like, baby, you're not Kate Blanchett. You don't have to go so in depth into the character.
3: It's strange because they give, obviously, like, the breakdown of what the character is supposed to be. And then- th- when you th- when I think stoner, I think of the stereotypical like it takes a full minute, man, <laughs> to get a whole sentence out. Like, and then Jax wasn't even doing that, so it was just a really bizarre take on a stoner character. And then like, but if you wanted an adore valley girl, if you're gonna write that in the script, then you say this character is a valley girl, a la adore Delano, and then you have that like party, like that's the reference or whatever. I don't know. It's bizarre. The
1: other thing too is Ruse. Maybe Rue knew that, but Rue's direction was opposite of the character breakdown. Yes. They said stoner, and she was like, you need to be like, who this girl? And like, and like leaning in. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, that's not a stoner.
3: And to be fair, Jax did that. If you rewatch the episode, Jax made that adjustment. I just don't know if they used that cut. I'm, I'm really curious as to which, how long the actual skit is
2: versus what is shown to us. Felt like 50 minutes maybe oh wow um i will say joe did, i don't know if you noticed this but when um denny trejo was screaming off camera i was like is that joe doing his selena impression <laughs> like i really thought it sounded like you
1: <laughs> hey i thought
2: that was my tío
1: <coughs> and i was like oh so selena's here again today hello <laughs> selena yeah i promise he's mexican i'm hattori that's why i put the things in my pussy you're like what hot cheetos in your pussy that was by the way, when she in Untuck she ate the hot Cheetos. Ugh. I wanted to vomit. Jay, if you had hot Cheetos in your chonies, <laughs> chonies. Uh-huh. would you later yes. then pull them out? <laughs> 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 would you then later pull them out and eat them?
3: I mean, they were in a plastic baggie, right? It's like no different than putting them in your pocket.
1: Well, I just wouldn't eat Cheetos out of my pocket. I- You're saying Cheetos with no packaging in my pocket? Not eating them. But the thing
3: was separate. It had a zipper, and it was like a plastic lining. No,
1: but I'm even saying in my regular pack pocket. I'm not pulling food. Who am I, Lori? I'm not pulling food just out of my pocket and eating it.
3: Lori would be keeping them in her under tit.
1: Yeah, Lori. It, oh yeah, it would be. Lori would be lifting her tit, taking out an uncrustable, and eating the uncrustable <laughs>
3: when in frozen came out
1: thawed. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when she told us that she ate like eight Uncrustables a day? She would get through a box of Uncrustables a day.
3: I I can't Unforget it. I wish I could.
1: Uncrustable, Unforgettable. I've never even had... Have you ever had an Uncrustable, Jay?
3: Yeah, yeah, I actually do love them.
1: I've never even had one. Are they good? They are
3: really good. I don't know if I could eat a whole box in one sitting, but... What are they? It's... it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you can throw into the freezer so that when you pull them out 30 minutes later, they're ready. To... It's meant for, like, kids' school lunches here. Oh, like, okay. to, if you're short on time, you just have a peanut butter and jelly. And you give the kid one? You give the kid one,
1: <laughs> ideally. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nathan, have you said everything you want to say about this uh, in-studio recording?
2: Well, just on um, what, Jay, you said earlier about Spice showing a bit of nerve with michelle and rue later on i thought she showed a lot of nerve to do her miley character again considering it put her in the bottom for snatch game so her spunk is sort of growing on me her commitment to being awful is just great jay uh i don't know
3: if i said it already but i think that when rue gave her the line like as if she's hard of hearing to do a n t and then she immediately goes a n t (laughs) like she, had, she did not take the notes. So, uh, but we didn't see everybody in rehearsal. Like I feel like Lux and Selena and Sasha were pretty invisible up until that. I mean, even in the challenge, honestly, I, yeah. it, it was definitely a showcase for some of the queens, not the others.
1: Ah, oh, well. All right. Uh, why don't we call it a day? That we're going to take a not call it a day. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the episode. We'll be back right before that. Here's Choa for YouTube.
0: Hello, Drag
3: Race fans. It's me, Christian Ochoa, your favorite Afterthought host. If you love our
2: RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast, you'll want to check out our YouTube channel, where you'll get all the latest live recordings of our show, as well as access to past live recordings. It's
3: the perfect place to relive all the drama, comedy, and fabulousness of Drag Race and get the inside scoop from your favorite hosts. And the best way to make sure you never miss a live recording, simply subscribe to our channel at youtube.com slash Drag Race Recap, and you'll be notified every time we go live. So join the party and let's recap Drag Race together. Coming up! Good one, but like. Oh.
2: oh no, but my microphone! That's, that's gonna steam. Joe, oh no!
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this, this, this sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity, is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. We are back, back, back again. A couple of things before we get back into the show. There's not much left of the show. Is uh I forgot to mention this last week. I got an email from somebody. I was gonna have the AI read it, but the the person who wrote the email told me a lot of things that uh this person didn't want on the air. So it was hard to like make a cohe a coherent statement uh into the AI. But what I'll say is the person the original reason the person called me or wrote to me was to, to correct me on Jax. One to correct me that people there are definitely people from Connecticut who, even though it's only a 90-minute train ride, don't ever make it to New York City. And this person also knows Jax and was telling me that uh everything Jax was saying about the troubles and people being mean to him. Or her in Connecticut, uh, as a person of color, were very true. He's heard Jack. He's had private conversations with Jack's about it. Uh, was it Jack's? He's heard Jack's talk about it in shows. It was actually Jack. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so anyway, I stand corrected. Jack's, uh, has never been to New York and uh, <laughs> people were mean to him, and so I take that. Uh, the also, the other thing I wanted to talk about was this. Did you see, did you guys see Jay Nathan? Did you see? that after like may 10th or something not M- march 10th or something rupaul's drag race is going back to 90 minute yeah. episodes and the drag race fandom especially the redditors are like we did it i'm like what did you really do
0: uh-huh. like
1: they didn't cancel real friends of weho they yeah. just let it play out and if anything they're saving money because instead of having to recut and reprogram everything they're like Oh, we already had these cut to 90 minutes. Now we're just not going to cut them.
3: The end. Just so. in time for when the show doesn't need to be 90 minutes. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: I, I know that a lot of people on Reddit are or not even Reddit, just the internet. What people don't understand is that these feel so quick because we started with 16 contestants. That is just not enough time to fit into a, you know, an hour show or a 40 whatever 5-minute show. But mm-hmm. you're going to want this. Like I'd say this episode on, we're going to enjoy that The brevity of a show that is 40 minutes. The only one I could see them I would love a 90 minute of is a ball when they have three different Mm -hmm. looks. Because you are going to want to be able to, for the people who enjoy the looks, you're going to want to see those. Everything else, I didn't
1: feel like I missed a single thing this episode. Everything they always say is like, yeah, but the looks are so short. I'm like, that's not 15 minutes. Like, we're going to talk about this in Elimination Day. It's even in my notes. In fact, you know, what? let's do that. We'll bring this back up in the Elimination Day uh, conversation uh it's elimination day and the queens put the finishing touches on their look malaysia and mistress makeup as they apply their makeup jay let's go to you let's continue this conversation like the entire elimination day was this making up yeah which even when you can tell their body language during the recording of daytona win 2 you could tell they pretty much made up but yeah uh, go ahead what were you saying
3: um i just have it in my notes that uh mib mistress says that um it really wasn't that serious and i think that she's kind of talking out of both sides of her mouth like well it wasn't that serious but if she had not gotten her way it would have been more serious or something i don't know i think i could see it going either way but i'm happy to see the two of them you know back at it i i don't think it was ever that i'm sure that there was some feelings that were hurt but um i think mistress could have gone like leaned into the joke if malaysia was on board but she doesn't want to be labeled a bully so she's like it wasn't that serious girl so i could see it
1: going both ways Nathan, what do you think?
2: I said before, I think Mistress is so smart because what she's doing is she's giving the editors story. Like, I don't think she was the best in the mm-hmm. challenge, but she's won because she made the whole episode about her. And I just think mm-hmm. situating herself with Malaysia for this conversation, like she's producing herself in a way that the other girls aren't. So, I think she's doing a great job as mm-hmm. a TV star.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In my notes, I wrote, okay, so they made up. This is what adult, normal adults do, is they say things, Nathan, and maybe mm. they say things in the heat of the moment that they regret, and then later they come together as adults, Nathan, and they make up. Um, and we saw it, I guess it was just a continuation of what we saw before, but I was like, this is, I'm, like, guys, if there is something good, they're going to show it to you. Here we are in a 60-minute episode, and this is what the best... They could show you for the Elimination Day. I'm promising you that you are not missing any huge, gigantic storylines. Yes, yeah, so you're getting shorter runways, which they could have easily put longer run. They could put longer runways on YouTube. Like, hey, go to our YouTube channel for longer runways. I don't know why they don't do that. Maybe they do.
3: Or social right? media to draw people so- to follow.
1: Yeah. You want to see longer one? Follow us on Instagram and you'll see the longer runway. I don't know why they don't do that, but they could do that. Be, but uh everyone's like it's but the runways are going to be only an extra one or two minutes long
3: i have a i have a note heaven forbid they cut the dune do, do. oh doon, that's my favorite do, bit do, like a thing that takes a solid four minutes of like yeah. rupaul walking like the the fanfare about rupaul walking down with a dress you,
1: can't you just cut gave that. me an idea you gave me an idea we need to cut together uh like a an actual four minute like Time for anything, <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, Michelle Visage, are the what's your favorite TV catchphrase? And Michelle went like this the
3: Star Trek thing, but yeah, I don't think it was it too. A, about Mork and Mindy or something. Yeah,
2: is, did I do that on Mork and Mindy?
1: No, that I thought that was Star Trek, but maybe it was a Mork and would have been a great. She, see, this way, Michelle's not funny. She should have been like, um, okay, she should have known this is where Carson's not funny. She went like this. Carson should have been like this, you know, sit yeah. on it, RuPaul. What's that <laughs> reference? Sit on it. I don't know. I Carson. I feel like
3: is always like, how can I make anything sexual?
1: I Carson. It really is. It's like, what's your favorite catchphrase? Yeah,
3: I, I don't know, Ru. But if I could, but if I could shove it up my ass, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> it's like Carson. That had nothing to do with anything. <laughs>
3: It's like, Carson, what's your favorite color? Well, I, I like when green things are shoved up my asshole. You're like,
2: Carson.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite color, Carson? What's the name of that color when your cum drips out of the condom the next day? And you're like, oh.
2: oh. Who uses a condom, it's Carson? It's
1: like a weird off yellow. Yeah.
2: Off yellow. <laughs> Anyway. What's your
3: favorite sport? Anything where I'm piled on by a bunch of men, RuPaul. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your
1: position on NAFTA? I don't know, but I want—I know I want a Canadian above me and a Mexican under me. And you're like, okay, Nathan, go
2: ahead. I'm
3: fine. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gonna do that. Uh, all right, ladies. Have you guys said everything you want to say about the the, the elimination day?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Next, we have the Daytona Win Two. Um, now we actually see the final product. Nathan, uh, what were your thoughts on this? On uh, the whole, anything about the Daytona Win Two?
2: Um, well, I thought the funniest character was the ant that said that they felt very attacked. So I thought the ant really stole the show. Um, I yeah. I hated A-T. it. <laughs> ant. Um, I th- I thought it felt like a Lee Dawson recap, but without the discourse about him having a hot body and ugly face, which is the best part of a Lee Dawson recap. And I just think put the editor and the writer in the bottom two and make them lip sync because it was dreadful. Jay, uh,
3: I just want to because I-, I guess both of you. Do you guys have? references for like the Tim and Eric like is that something that you've seen Nathan before nope okay and I
2: never will
1: <clears throat> I've I've seen it yeah no, okay actually Tim and Eric isn't bad that's the funny thing that's the the, the thing is what they were trying to do inherently mm. isn't bad
2: yeah I can wait to see how this turns out <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> oh he just pulled out his opera goggles
3: um yeah. I I don't want to oversell that I, like, love this. I don't think I'll go back to rewatch it in any time. But I think for an acting challenge, because the bar is so low on Drag Race, I had fun seeing them do something different. I thought that the crazed look that Sasha Colby had while stomping on the ants was haunting, but very fun. Um, I'm going to say something kind of controversial. The what, Nathan looks like
1: the Alicia <laughs>
3: Yeah, you guys, I can't give you a bigger plug for the Patreon right now. If You, you missed about a 10-minute chunk of just people reading people in this room. <laughs> and it's entertaining.
1: And one of them you don't even know exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
3: but I kind of feel like mm-hmm. Selena, Miss Titties, S-Titties, yes. should have been in the bottom for this. I She did a very bizarre
1: read of her one line that she had in the, the challenge. <laughs> Speaking of bottom, that's coming from you. Uh, okay, I didn't. That doesn't even make sense, Selena. But okay,
3: Selena, I'm just coming as an actor trying to talk about your performance. I'm sorry. Um,
1: well, she- then act like a top. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> we can only have so many people on the air, Selena. Yeah, go get a different mic, Selena. Yeah. Um, she did like kind of a room McClanahan takeoff, and it just watch it again if you can. And she takes like a breath and a beat where it doesn't need to be. It's very weird. Um, I don't know. The scenes I thought were fine. They they didn't tell a story. They talked about how a eulogy was coming up. We never got there. It just felt very disjointed. But I had fun because it felt, again, like the references I talked about, the heart she holler and three busy Debras. I don't know. I, I, I think it was entertaining, at least.
2: With Selena, she says in Untuck she was intentionally like pausing and doing faces because she thought there would be fart sounds. So she got bamboozled on that one. Uh, Well,
3: okay, so they're doing a disservice. As a rule of thumb, I'm just generally not going to watch Untucked. I don't think I have for, like, a couple seasons, so I missed that little bit. I'm sorry, but um, interesting. Okay, good to know.
1: Uh, What I was going to say, the impression I got, and this might have been a writing thing, is, and we'll talk about this anti-humor part of it all, is I actually think the character that Selena was written as was actually supposed to be, like, Jack A. Harry on, like, 227. But sort of the lines she was saying and maybe the way the delivery, I would imagine it. And that would make sense because this show is... It's almost like these show scripts are written by Taylor the Latte Boy. Like They're very 80s heavy because they're, they're actually Big Daddy and the Slamming the Door in the Face are Golden Girls references. Um, and I'm sure there's Designing Women references in there. But definitely, I feel that that character, that Ant character, has a very jack a be uh, I can't play it, but she would be she, on two two seven. She was like, well,
2: no, yeah. that's her." Like Ladybugs thing. and Sister Sister, also like that's yes, very Jackie.
1: Yeah, that's just very her character.
2: I feel like Aura Mahari right now. I do not understand what you're talking about. Three busy Debras and Jackie <laughs> Harrys. I don't get it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Educate yourself, young queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's two things that I thought were missing for this was sitcoms have a very specific glossy filter. I feel like no matter what channel you put a sitcom on, they always have like a bit of a gloss and they shot this almost like the saturation was turned all the way up. I thought that was kind of bizarre. Tim and Eric, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then the opening intro did not have that like again, the gloss that a normal sitcom would do when they're doing like the intro. I thought that it should have had like B-foot- B-roll footage of something else going on. I-, I just can picture like Full House and Family Matters and all those kind of shows where they, the intros just weren't reminiscent of that but other than that i thought the challenge was entertaining i have
2: a question for you jay yeah um well jay as an actor have you ever had to eat on set because are i noticed are you doing
1: daytona win right now nathan
2: <laughs> <laughs> i noticed that like but there's these weird pauses like, well, and... I, was, I was gonna let you speak <laughs> <then>. <laughs> thank you um no so jay as an actor Have you ever had to eat on set? Because I noticed with all the brownies, like Selena was just shoving it in her mouth and shoving it out again. Like they couldn't take yeah. bites for continuity or something. Like, wh- how do you handle food oh. in a scene?
3: Yeah, uh, I have, um, they're- when I have had to do it, it was only one time and there was a spit bucket so you didn't have to keep eating the same thing over and over. So there's a spit bucket right off camera. And then oh. usually the person is, ref- there's like a PA who has another slice of pie like ready to go that's ready for the top of the scene.
2: They should have done that because
3: it was disgusting to see them like I- take fake bites and then pull it out of their mouth. Oh, I didn't even notice that that was happening. I, I guess I wasn't so clued in on that. But the yeah, spit
2: bucket, wasn't that uh, one of the rooms in the bathhouse you used to go to, Joe?
1: Yes, it was, actually. And the sad thing is, on the day that the bathhouse closed, they were giving everyone, like, little presents and mementos. And the (laughs) one they gave me was a t-shirt that said spit bucket I I visited the
3: spit bucket, and all I got was a shirt covered in cum.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. It was actually very strange. (laughs) Very Um, stiff. So, here's what I feel is... I mean, maybe you guys remember this, but in the lore of the of the Katya and Trixie show, uh, is just by chance, they filmed this season and then they gave it to these straight editors and without any communication at all, these straight editors took what Katya and Trixie made and did kooky, weird things with it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that made, uh, and then they, and then it was, like, I felt like they were trying to replicate it. And I sort of feel that's what's going on here. As I've talked about in the past, and I don't know if this is still the case, but it used to be that the same guy wrote all the sketches, and it felt like they took that guy's written sketch, and then they gave it to young editors who were like, "Oh, because this guy's a lot older. I think this guy's probably about RuPaul's age or a little younger. He wouldn't know Tim and Eric." And these young people were like, "We're going to make this into Tim and Eric in the edit." And they were like, we because there there has been a sort of feeling of, uh, hey, fellow kids, about this season, which is funny because Tim and Eric hasn't been on the air for like five years, yeah. But it's kind of a, it would be like if hey, fellow kids, if millennials were twenty years old, so it felt like they were trying to replicate, they take so it felt like it was too doing too many things. First of all, you have a show, forget the sitcom parody, that's just jam packed with Drag Race references. Then you have a parody of a sitcom and then you take that and put it through the filter of trying to make it tim and eric and i think what's weird though is it failed so hard that actually in and of itself inadvertently and unintentionally it actually became a tim and eric sketch of someone doing a tim and eric sketch it's so weird and layered and it's so bizarre that Again, it's like a Tim and Eric version of someone doing a Tim and Eric sketch. I mean, I don't really know how to explain it, Jay. What do you think?
3: Yeah, no, you're. It's almost too meta. Is that kind yes. of what you're? Yes, yeah, meta. That's
1: ex- that's exactly what it is. My
3: bigger question is, do you think Danny Trejo knew what he was doing? Like what he was walking into? You got to watch Untucked, Jay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh all right i guess i'll go back and watch untucked i guess i no missed i didn't a lot. see that
1: part what what did i miss there nathan
2: uh they show a bit of denny trejo just saying it's his daughter's favorite show he's done 60 oh, movies yes. but his daughter's so excited about RuPaul. blah blah blah
3: oh that's great to hear i love that i i thought the, the most successful part was his outtakes at the very end like the credits rolling quote unquote and he's doing miss G. Yeah. that was fun Okay, I'll watch um, Untuck. that's a promise. Which,
1: even, this is takes very deep Tim and Eric knowledge, Danny Trejo coming in at the end like that is very Tim and Eric. Like, I feel like, the person kind of knew their references, but it was like, again, they didn't tell us, they should have, the honesty should have, I don't know, it was it was so bad all around that it was good in a weird kind of way, Mm-mm. if you yeah. like Tim and Eric. I, so, I don't know, whatever, those are my thoughts. It was, okay, all in all, I'll say it's a fail. Nathan, you think it's a fail? Jay, this is the one I'm curious here.
3: I thought it, it. I'm happy they didn't tell them because then I think the girls would not have the shtick of being awkward and holding the
1: face for too long. I I'm, I thought it was successful. All right. Very good. On the main stage, RuPaul names Mistress Isabel Brooks the winner of the challenge and places Jax and Oramayari in the bottom two, forcing them to face off in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song Sweetest Pie by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. In the end, Jax is told, "Shantae, you stay." While Oromiyari is asked to sashay away. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's start with you, Jay. You had a lot of notes. Did you get them all out?
3: <clears throat> I have uh, two things. Really, my big one is I want to see Jax. I already mentioned that, but I thought Carson's critique to Spice was a little off the mark. He said that you're you're playing an airhead, but we want to see different levels and layers of that. I'm like, with what material though? Like, what? She only has three lines. Like, you can't have a character develop that much over the arc of you know three lines that are all in the beginning anyway so kind of an unfair thing to give her um i think that was my really big major one i thought the lip sync was fantastic i'm never a fan of when one queen keeps stepping in front of another queen and i think it was very noticeable that aura was either utilizing the entire stage or trying to purposely put herself in front of uh jacks at that point but Jax is a great entertainer, and I think I when she inevitably has to lip-sync another time, I'm going to enjoy that one too, I'm sure.
1: All right. Very good. What about you, uh, Nathan Patrick Brown?
2: Yeah, we're not far off from seeing Jax lip-sync again, I don't think. And her excuses during the critiques are starting to get a bit old. Like, when she's like, oh, well, I was in the script. And it's like, well, yeah, dull, but the scripts are terrible. So you have to go off-book to to make yourself stand out in these challenges. Like, to just enough with the excuses, you know what I mean? Um, and I thought the runway was really good. I, I really enjoyed the the runway. I thought most queens did really well. Lucy, don't know why she thought she should be in the top with that outfit. Like it was pretty basic. Like again, untucked. They were like, "Well, who were you meant to be?" And like one person said Sailor Moon. Someone else said Popeye. It's like it, it wasn't reading <laughs> as the Marshmallow Guy. So she annoys me, even though she looks great. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's a very handsome man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and to get that uh, reference sign up at patreon.com slash drag race recap
2: yeah uh
1: okay for me you know, i know we just finished talking about this but did you guys get the sense that uh rupaul saying it was a reference to tim and eric was a sort of adr thing that they put in later it seemed they never showed her except for at the very end she said uh thank you great job yeah but she says great job anyway so like yeah they could have been easily manipulated
3: they 100 added that in for the audience
1: yeah and then uh you know usually when i watch the first time around i pay attention to the judges critiques to see do i have to watch this again when i do my notes and this time i did because i i I had i remember that's something i had to see And it was when RuPaul tells Jax... You know the reference to that line, party, right? And Jax is like, yeah. And she goes, it's Adore Delano. I'm like, do you think Mayhem Miller is at home going like...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you watch that one more time, she goes, you know, uh, it's done by... And then they cut to Jax going Adore Delano and RuPaul, they cut back. She goes, yeah, Adore Delano. I'm like, you know she didn't know her name off the top.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) not 100%. But for those of you listening at home... Even, and even doors, mayhem Miller came up with that. A door stole it from mayhem. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that's, uh, have you said everything you have to say, Nathan?
2: My dead dad will haunt you all. Okay. What the fuck was that? That exit line. She said she didn't have one. She didn't think she was going home. So, what? So she said that? Yeah. That was the first thing that came out of her head? Crazy. I
1: heard, all, my dead dad will hunt you all, but I think she said it was haunt you all. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. I heard hunt. Um all right, well on that note Well you have a blessed night. As will I. What were you saying, Nathan?
2: I said did you get the tea on Hunt? It's a <laughs> callback. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Lucy LaDuca, uh, uh, Jan, Alexis, Michelle. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15. So, for uh, Nathan Patrick Brown, Jay Ellis,
2: and myself, Sashay away until next week.
0: Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com afterthoughtmedia. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo you can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow nathan brown on instagram at nathan brown 90 follow joe batance on instagram at joe batance special thanks to these expensive tier patreon supporters alex s anonymous april pacheco astute girl brad coley carter mckinnon corinna williamson deckhead doofus maximus e smith elizabeth timmer emma humble pie j thomas plank jesse harris lauren eckert lucy carrasco Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nicholas Springham, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Sarah Yu, Robin Eganberger, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast.
1: Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.